Hello everybody, we are here uh, with Movement Talks and today we have the pleasure to be here with Cristina Plansley-Tau. Hi Cristina. Hello. Okay, we start by just asking you if you can introduce yourself. Sure. So, I'm uh, Cristina Plansley-Tau, I am Portuguese, I'm 36 years old, I am based in Porto right now, Portugal. Uh, I have studied dance all my life, let's say like that, ballet since I was five and when I was 19 I came to Holland to pursue my, let's say, more formal education in uh, at Artes in Arnhem and I finished in 2006. Then I continued living in Holland in Amsterdam until more or less 2011 when I decided to shift and go back to to Portugal to focus a little bit more on my choreographic work, let's say. Um, and I'm there ever since. And that's it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, so we start immediately with a question concerning your body of work. Um, what does fascinate you when you create? And um, how much inspiration for you uh, like starts or comes from a body of experience, from a body experience, or, or how much does uh, come from a thought or concept? Yeah. Well, what fascinates me is, is a big question. I, I don't think there's one thing only fascinating me, but it could be politics in the sense of something that is happening right now, um, or a curiosity that becomes really obsessive at some point. Um, I, I will talk a little bit about the different works also to, to explain it a little bit more. In terms of movement or thought, I would say I start from a thought that then becomes a movement. So this thought, this concept always materializes in the body. But I do depart each piece with a, more of an idea rather than a, a physical exploration even though this step is very quick from the idea to the physical exploration. But for example, in the last piece, which is a solo, um, what, fascinating me, what was fascinating me then was, uh, let's say, the idea started in 2017, maybe with the March of Women, with, a, uh, I don't know, my, uh, a little bit, I woke up towards <laughs> patriarchy. And um, so I decided to, practice a little bit the the opposite of misogyny <laughs> so yeah. I was choosing a team only of women uh, so this uh, concept started fascinating me a lot uh, and the piece before actually departed from another piece that I saw that I was fascinated by it so it was a work inside of work I saw something from forced entertainment that stayed maybe 10 years ago that stayed in my mind so I was always thinking like, okay, how can I explore that theme, which was death on stage, but uh, in another way. Yeah. So this text of Tim Mitchell's was a, a big departure point. Earlier works, um, I have a piece that we only shake uh, that was made in collaboration with another uh, choreographer, Yasmina Krijai, she's yeah. from Slovenia. There was really a curiosity of can we, how long can we do this for, or... Um, how long can a body shake or what does what does the shaking transform so that was maybe a thought more connected to to movements 
um, what fascinates me, I, I think relation between people fascinates me, what I can uh, create in the audience in terms of experience fascinates me, how can I um, materialize my thoughts through movement or um, I wouldn't call it necessarily dance, sometimes I think my work is a bit more hybrid, Yeah, that fascinates me and indeed I don't mind or actually I like that that um, my work can materialize in text, can materialize in songs, can uh, materialize in images, can also materialize in movement. So there's not a one way that I feel it needs to um, to come out. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. it needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not a format, let's say. Um, another thing that fascinates me is the theater itself. I realized that recently. Like, I have no desire to make for. Uh, unconventional spaces or galleries or outside like I really like this theater as a space of fiction as a space of illusion as a space for effect and effect yeah um, I think theater itself fascinates me yeah uh, to be honest so like your aim let's say like it's not so much in in creating a specific movement language I mean a lot no, of choreographers yeah. work on like they find their movement language and then from there they like express yeah. their concepts exactly there are things that i notice that they repeat but mo they repeat mostly in the way I, I work in the method of work but i'm i don't aim at all for a movement language is if a piece needs to be shaking is shaking if a piece needs to be marching is marching if a piece requires someone to be still for the whole um duration of of it it that's it you know so I find um, I'm very open in the sense of how does the thought become work. Yeah. Um, so I don't work very much with set material, let's yeah. say. I work more with um, a score of thoughts, of images that then they become, yeah, if you want, they become movement, they become text, they become songs, they become presence. So my aim is really not at all to work on a movement language, even though I agree that my pieces are very physical. Yeah. But the physicality arises from insisting on something, yeah. from insisting on breathing, from insisting on walking, on yeah. jumping, on. So yeah. also in actions that are like very normal actions that everybody like yeah. does. Uh, yes, this was something that I decided to work on the last piece, because I was very intrigued, like how. How can I say this? Let's say I'm very fascinated by music concerts. Yeah. <laughs> so to go back a little, how does the audience um, act as a mass um, with this contamination of the of the music, for yeah. example? So I always have this: how can my dance pieces bring that experience to the people? How they can contaminate? How does the rhythm reach the audience? Um, what was I saying? What was the question? The question was like uh, that you don't necessarily have a movement language, yeah. but like that you Sorry. also use also like natural movements. Like yes, movement. exactly. Natural movements. Yes. Yeah. This is something that I, how, how I, I, I like to work on movements that I know everyone can do them. Maybe they only cannot do them because they didn't train enough or they didn't... Uh, 
I could basically pick up on anyone yeah to to make the piece that for sure yeah and I like that I, I so maybe I work on the opposition of virtuosity yeah maybe virtuosity is there because all the elements are together yeah but it's not there necessarily because you you do acrobatics on stage or you have high legs yeah um i always end up working with very trained people yeah but because they they do have something that i like or for the last piece i it was completely um typecasted like i knew yeah. i wanted one woman that could have that could have a very high resistance that uh, would never stop during the whole piece that has tall legs and that yeah. has a very female body with a very um harsh face let's say yeah. so the people that perform that piece they do fit in this category yeah. but it's a pure um, image thing the movement they unfolded from walking from marching so everyone could do them yeah they maybe wouldn't stand for doing it for one hour but they yeah. could do them so i guess that also maybe also the audience is like as a also more it's easy more more easy for the audience also to identify on exactly. certain levels because the actions are actions exactly. that actually everybody could do could do yeah they're not special like, in a way like um i when i started working for that piece it's a solo called one um, i was keeping on repeating i i knew i wanted to work on rhythm and repetition and I wanted to make this question for myself. What is the movement of today? If we could just choose one movement today, what would it be? And with the marches of women, with all the manifestations, with the refugee crisis, I really felt the movement of today is walking. And I think it will always be walking. Yeah. Um, not to neglect anyone that cannot walk. But this idea that you always move on. Time moves on always yeah <laughs> even if you're standing on the same spot time is passing so yeah. this idea of walking as a continuous act of um survival in a yeah. way um yeah uh, also with the shaking piece it's it's a movement that is already in the body at that time i thought i wanted to research on movements that would be present on yeah. the body like waving shaking but maybe on a very small scale and i wanted to amplify them but later on with fm the other piece i focus more on breathing and how breathing could become movement yeah or could become sound um and i think that became a little bit the base so the works are all connected in a way even they have very different shapes very different colors yeah um i also started working a lot with music so for the last two pieces i use techno yeah um i started also investigating underground movements of resistance but it, it it shifts from work to work it depends on the obsession i have at that time yeah and usually the obsession lasts for a while yeah so i start processes by myself a lot i the crazy moment i have it usually alone yeah. i don't have it with the, with the yeah. performer so when they arrive uh i'm already pretty clear in what i want to do and for them but sometimes they do the same thing for a whole day yeah i know that with the last solo i knew i wanted to work on marching so daniela the performer she was marching yeah for days in a row until i was adding all the other layers, layers. yeah um so yeah so yeah well basically also we can say that like yeah there's um 
there's a common maybe starting point which or like there's a common element of this uh, normal physical mm-hmm. activities yeah. which are like you can find in all your pieces and then yeah. the, the concepts are like um adds a different uh, direction to the piece and for me one thing you said it's very important for me it's very important that the audience identifies yeah that they feel they connect when i make many times i think like oh in this moment i want the audience to feel anxious or in this moment i want the audience to have a a drop of concentration oh in this moment i want the audience to think that this is a mistake in the piece you know so i do compose in a bit of a mirror yeah. effect like many times I put myself out or if I'm in the piece I watch videos and I make a diagram of uh, interest you know when I'm looking I'm like when where do I lose my concentration what do I see when I look at it so I try to put myself out um, many times but this um, relation with the audience is really very important so like does the the audience like influence in the the, the performance i mean can yeah. can the performance be different i mean yeah. assuming that every performance it's is different, different but yeah. like can the audience have an impact um, on the performance or can do they take do the performance take some uh, do they react to the audience yeah. somehow um i for already some years now i'm trying to work um i go around that to explain a little bit more i try to work on a state of presence on stage that is really intimate so how to look how to be looked at uh how to react but how to stay on your track and that is definitely involving the audience so how can you perform for somebody the same way as you would be talking to them without this extra layer of like, I don't know, these shark eyes when you're performing that you mm. need to show something. So there's not showing something. There's actually doing the process in front of those people. Yeah. This for me is very important, especially when you repeat performance after performance that you again, every time find new things and recreate. Um, I could do the piece without the audience and the piece maybe would look the same so not in a way that they interfere or that I need them um, for the piece to move on yeah but there is a space of transmission between the performer and, and the audience that for me is really essential that for me is very important and of course like contemporary theater I send out the meaning and the audience will catch it but I very much frame what they see I very much I'm very much aware of all the possible 90% of meanings that they will put out so this to say that I'm a very demanding audience and I'm a very demanding audience of my works as well yeah so I know that the hand there or clothes in in a specific way they project different images what I do is I try to select a range of ideas that I want to to transmit so it's not like an abstract yeah. work that you can uh, is not abstract at all that you can actually interpret in interpret dif- in different ways yeah. in the in the last two pieces another thing that entered my work was how can a work so for example if i take the theme survival i try to explore it with a dancer with myself and also with the work itself so i put it in form and content of the work so um, 
how can a piece live outside of the stage? How does a piece start? How does a piece end? Uh, so this started becoming very important for me. So the last works, the last two pieces, they don't have a clear beginning. They don't have a clear end. Yeah. Of course, when you enter as an audience, the room is your beginning. Yeah. But how does it prevail? So the last piece I decided to make it in the shape of a rehearsal, for example. And I'm giving the instructions live to the to the performer. So I'm sitting there. So there's a, it's a solo, but it's a solo and a, and a half, let's say. There's a presence, which yeah. is me, that is always behind the audience, giving the instructions to, to the dancer. How do you give the instructions? So she has an in-ear system, yeah. Yeah. and I have a microphone, and I talk to her during the whole show. The whole show. Um, in the beginning, the audience here, they can listen to it. For me, it was very important to expose the process, that they know this is going to happen, and boom, it yeah. happens. Uh, yeah, and this is particular because I, I think the moment you are you put something on stage, there's this still thought of magic or illusion and I really wanted to break that, like no, this is real, this is yeah. happening, she's doing it in front of you. So for the whole piece there's like a a score that is more or less um set, but it's a difficult score. It's a very difficult score. And let's say Daniela knows when what will follow she just doesn't know when it will follow or how long it will take so i try to compose it's really a dialogue but at the same time it's a little bit like horse riding you know the yeah. horse goes and then i i tame it a little bit and then i let it go and then i tame it a little bit so i'm always looking when is she really finishing the movement so then i pass on to the next one and we do of course her dialogue is silent and my dialogue is active in, in talking, but we control each other. So the piece, because of this system, became also a lot... Um, so I had this walking idea, connected to movements of resistance, um, connecting to um, how can dance be a resistance and how is this resistance happening in dance as well. Um, and the piece became a lot also about authority, authority in a studio, authority in society, power in society, who um, gives power to who. Um, Do you feel as a choreographer that you have the power? Like, I mean, in the mm, moment you, yeah, you work with the, your dancers, <laughs> I mean, you take a decision. Complex. So. I take a decision, but we have many fights about that because it was a solo and I was like how can I make it less of a solo because you know when you have a solo you always think like oh the choreography was shit but the dancer was great you know and I always get so angry when I hear that I'm like okay the dancer was great the choreographer was shit but how much is from who you know yeah. it's a more than in a group piece is something like she's there on stage she has 100% freedom in a way yeah. to fuck it up or to make yeah. it great so I really wanted to share that responsibility that I'm their life too, you know? Yeah. Um, during the process, I tried everything to annoy her that she would leave stage, for example. But yeah, I chose a dancer that she's very patient. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she would also trick me. I remember there was once I was so angry. We had an open showing and I said, okay, Daniela, um, we've tried many things. I give you 10 options and you'll choose only three. Yeah. And she said, okay. And I said, I'll not give you any instructions, like free, completely free ride. She did all of them. 
And I was like, what's she doing? She's doing all of the options. (laughs) And she says, I just wanted to show you that all the options don't work. (laughs) So then it makes me think like, yeah, of course she has the power. She has the power to walk away, you know? What? I can't scream at her during the... (laughs) I would never do that. And it's funny because already in the piece before, the previous piece, people were very angry at me. Like, how can you do this to her? Come on, you know, 2019, I'm also a woman. I'm fully aware of consent (laughs) and uh, hashtag me too and all that. Like the process was incredibly democratic, but we also know our roles. Yeah. Um, She knows she's doing my work. I know I am working with her. Yeah. You know, so you need to meet each other. But yes, there's, I, I, when I was thinking about this this piece, I was also in a process where I was dancing and there was one day, a fantastic day of rehearsal, that um, the choreographer was shouting at us incredibly because if you wouldn't shout, we wouldn't do, you yeah. know, it would be like, come on, you know. So he was asking something very difficult in terms of stamina and he was always saying, keep on going, keep on going, you cannot stop, I'm telling you, you cannot stop. And I was like, wow, this is fantastic because many processes are like that you yeah. know like you have no margin or you have no you need to keep on going you are there to fulfill the work of someone else so this made me think a lot um, yeah. of the roles in the studio of the um, how much does a dancer say by by nature we don't say much yeah maybe not by nature by tradition we don't say much I think yeah. we are still a bit stuck in the ballet yeah um, <laughs> Also, probably the possibility of having jobs, you know, when you get yes. a job, you keep it and totally. you take it and you enjoy it. It's like, oh, I'm lucky I have a job, exactly. you know, lucky my ass, it's like sometimes better not to, but I could not, never uh, make Daniela angry in that way. Like, yeah. it, I tell you, if I was in her position, I would probably leave yeah. halfway as like, you know, you want me to march for an hour, you do it. Yeah. <laughs> but also when I invited to, to do... I, when I invited her to do the piece, I said, listen, I want you, I, I'm choosing you because I really like your presence on stage. I know you're capable of doing that. Um, we train together. I, I was doing the piece with her many yeah. times next to her to understand the transitions and everything. So it was not like I promised her, uh, I, I don't know one piece and then it came out the other no it was I had already researched my, by myself for one year so I was sure so when I proposed her she knew what what was uh, going to be the process what was going to be the, the result in a way um, and yeah I also got what I wanted I, I wanted also to push the limits of resistance in terms of not just physical resistance but also in terms of um, psychological, not psychological resistance, but how do you resist to an idea that I am giving to you? Yeah. Uh, if you really don't want to do it, uh, but if you still want to do it, any if you still have to do it anyway. So this was really a, an interesting dialogue. Yeah. Um, some things that are not organic for her, but she wants, she has to do it, and also I chose her specifically because I know she's the kind of person that I ask you. 10 jumps she'll do 30 just yeah. to prove me she yeah. she can you know yeah, like yeah. I would be totally wrong <laughs> to perform in my own piece yeah um, but indeed there's this I think there's this syndrome of the chosen one of the right of spring that yeah. audience always finds the performer alone on stage to be the victim of the yeah 
and this interested me as well like why why you know yeah why would you it's an agreement yeah you know i'm not with a whip in the rehearsal saying do it do it no it's, it's an agreement like she needs a break she needs a break if she wants out of the process okay i would be sad but for sure you know let's yeah. see um there's always the need to put people in roles and there's always the need to um yeah find the victim the poor and yeah. the dancer has a lot that role the woman on stage i find like from the ballet they there's this role you know yeah like yeah the fragile uh lady yeah also because i mean they kind of transport something they transport a yes. product you know like they transport a product and she in this body that is a bit like an <coughs> amazon yeah she carries out many meanings you know yeah. it's really an archetypical uh body in this piece that uh meanings can multiply very much out of this female body that does not stop that keeps on going that is listening to instructions that people don't that audience doesn't know exactly what she's listening to yeah uh, in the other piece it was um even more striking because in the other piece we were three and Daniela had the role of a dead one so she would be dead the whole piece she would not move and I did not know how much impact this would have on on audience until I actually performed it so she was the poster of the piece she had the you know she had the most mediatic role she was the photo she <laughs> everything but she would not do anything in the piece and people were really coming to me after the show. But what happened to her? Uh, uh, yeah. And she would stay there at the end. We would leave and she would stay. So audience was free to go whenever. And they wouldn't go. Yeah. And then they would slam. <laughs> they would come to me and say, how could you do this to her? And I would reply, how can you do this to her? If you understand the system, why don't you leave? Yeah. <laughs> to object. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah and you just like got, you mentioned repetition you know like yes. and which is very present in your body of work yeah. I'm fascinated Why? by it I'm I don't know like I think it's my own personal uh, fantasy let's say I really get drawn to things that transform slowly that things that last long um of movements that change slightly through repetition like something like you are carving and carving and carving and then it's there um, I find it very subtle and at the same time very hypnotic yeah very hypnotic definitely um, so it's not like I always work with it in the same way it's not that they slowly transform or they abruptly transform I really compose so yeah I don't work only on metamorphosis, I, I, but I, I do work a lot with repetition. I work a lot with repetition as a base to then like take music, put music, add the breathing, put the texts. So let's say I, I like to have, it's like garage band, you know, yeah. I, I have many tracks and sometimes I put some, I take out, I fade in, I fade out. I do the same with all the layers and they have, all of them have a very they have the same importance, light, music, uh, the space, the audience, the bodies, they have the same Relevance. importance in the in the piece. And I like to compose that way. It's, yeah. um, I 
think I'm very visual so I say like I keep this one I take the other one now I add again now I add but with a big uh, effect now I take out slowly yeah so this is how I and I'm not interested in uh, purely dance phrases I'm more interested in exhausting one movement until you you yeah it's gone or it's somewhere else yeah because it definitely also does something to you also to your brain you know like yes, as a human being when you, my brain and you repeat also something yeah. and for like, this piece like we keep the beat 120 beats per minute for one hour yeah it's really like a hammer but also like a yeah a beat a heartbeat yeah um uh, that that stays on and she moves on the beat always yeah probably for the next piece i want to work on something that accelerates slowly yeah um yeah i'm very interested in that how much like in i don't know trance drums they accelerate very slowly until you don't perceive but your heart rate is um, yeah is faster i think it has to do with the subject of contamination as well um the music is a very powerful tool yeah. the auditory um inputs are very important in the work yeah i would say more than the visual yeah yes mm, so now like just a personal question okay so besides creating you work also as a programmer as a teacher as a performer how can you combine all these activities together with your with your creative drive and um, a question like maybe it's not this the reason but like do you find yourself obliged in being so versatile because of the lack of opportunities to have a life dedicated entirely to creation or first I cannot combine that's obvious yeah. <laughs> it does not work to combine but see I remember since I graduated school I I've always worked in the dance field always but I always did different things I'm someone that is easily bored by routine mm -hmm. <laughs> first of all Then I have huge problems in saying no <laughs> to people. Yeah. Uh, this is also something else. And, for example, with the programming uh, work, with the teaching less, but with the programming work, I find it also, it's also a creative uh, work. Yeah. Especially, I'm fortunate where I work now. I, Of course, I need to think of it far ahead and uh, uh, exercise patience. <laughs> but... I only work really on the artistic part of the theater. Yeah. Um, but I, usually I don't do all the things at the same time. I, I make a piece maximum once every two years. So I take very long to create. I take very long to decide what I will do. Um, I write and then I write again and then I shift a little the concept. Um, things take long to mature, uh, for sure, in terms of creative process. Um, with the teaching there's waves uh, there was a period I was teaching a lot uh, of course first out of need as yeah. well that's obvious um, but then because I also like it and now I think I'm fortunate to decide like okay I want to teach for longer periods and only in universities and I don't want to teach like just scattered periods um, I don't say I don't think I do all these things out of necessity but it's more out of curiosity yeah And also, I think also, like, they bring so much information to you. Oh, yes, I mean, like, also, sure. the programming, like, allows you to know very well yeah. what's around, you know? What's around, what's under, what's behind. Yeah. yeah like, that's that for sure. 
Yeah, I think for sure. I mean, I think it would be great that for all the performers and the creators, there was some way, to a way to be that, able yeah. to experience it, to watch performances because it's part of our job, you know, like to to get to know what's around. Yeah, know? sometimes I get depressed because there's many many artists. Yeah. Sometimes I also feel there's many artists that have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, there's many artists that have a lot to say as well, and um, of course you. You enter into a, it's it's a political system. We cannot forget that. You know? Yeah, it's a business also. Um, I have friends. I have a friend, a very good friend. He's an artist. He really decided to get out of the system, and he creates daily, creates uh, in different formats. But he's happier not to depend so much on theaters, on being programmed. And I think I I really decided I don't want to make big productions. Yeah. Uh, maybe now I'm being too ambitious and I'm thinking of five people, but that's already big for me. Yeah. And I don't have an ambition because my work relates so much to intimacy. Yeah. I have no desire to be in the big uh, stages. I really like this sense of proximity. Of course, then I know that I don't, cannot reach all the theaters or I cannot yeah. reach all the programmers, but I think you're making choices all the time. It's a bit like rock bands that go mainstream to get to like Muse yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry Muse yeah. <laughs> uh, great it's a good answer and uh, well I have a last question for you so what's next for you and what's a witch for yourself <laughs> it can be whatever eh? so today's 3rd of July it's after the solar eclipse and the new yeah. moon <laughs> so it's new beginnings I, don't I know. mean I see tarots on your bed table yeah, so yeah. I assume that, like you want to learn or you know how to read tarots but, uh... I'm getting there no um, what's next I have difficulties uh, in making plans five year plans or ten year plans because somehow in my life things always sort of No, it's not true. I always work for them, but then, you know, you get a little bit deviations of yeah. the way. Um, I really would like to invest more on this um, programming career. Who knows, maybe more in an independent theater, but um, I know for the next near future that will be what I'll be doing and slowly start starting a new idea for a new piece. Um... I have no desire of having a company or having uh, a group that is steady with me. I prefer to be freer in my creations and less yeah. free in the programming yeah. side. Um, I think it will be that uh, less teaching for sure at the moment now. Yeah. I don't find it so creative uh, for me. Yeah. It also it seems that to me that like it's very much also create when I feel inspired and not because I'm asked to yes no I get in panic when sometimes I mean I get uh, mostly schools ask me to create on the, um, the students and I get a panic moment because I'm like my god I didn't choose this group you know so yeah. I will work with people I didn't I didn't choose or I always tend to work with people that I know well or at least that I chose them for a specific reason um, and that they also want to to do the work, to work with me. Uh, so far it went well, but it's always a moment uh, to have all these people in front of me and yeah. I don't know what to do with them. Um, or that I know that I'll be pushing them into yeah. something that maybe they don't want. 
um, yeah, I think it's that continuing my creation when I feel like it. Yeah. Because it's harsh also, this mechanism of creating, like asking for substitutes. I've, I've been very fortunate, but you always need to restart every new piece again. Mm. And that also, also consumes a lot of energy. your energy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yes, I will <laughs> be doing it in waves between okay. programming and making. Great. Thank you, Christina, for being with us. And thanks Thank for you, opening up. Ciao. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.